Welcome back, podcast listeners. This is the third season of the Bridge Stories podcast. We are your new hosts, Bianca and Nick, both from the class of 2021 at UWC in Mostar. Every Saturday, we'll cover a current global issue through the personal lens of our guests. For now, thanks for being here. We really hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Bridger Stories podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Bianca, and today we have a very special guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Maybe say your name, school, your age, and where you're from? Hi, my name is Maria. I'm currently a second year at UWC in Mostar, and I am 18 years old. Perfect, thank you. Could you please give a brief political overview of how Macedonia is working? Um, and the situation, the political situation in my country is quite uh, complicated, to say the least. Um, this by be mostly being led by two main political parties. However, also there are a few others who are almost as prominent. The main two parties are Vamaro Dupamane and Sedesima. The others are mostly Albanian-led, or within the past few years, un- several new ones have emerged. One is a Green Party, and the other one is called Levica, which translates directly to left. Okay, thank you so much. Um, so what is the main issue that you're going to be talking to us about today? Um, today I'm going to be discussing um, the actions of Nikola Gruevski, former prime minister, uh, between the, le- the years of 2015 and 2017. Perfect. Now, could you please talk about um, how Gurevsky, um, what Gurevsky did wrong and uh, exactly what happened to him? Um, sure. Everything began in 25th of 2015 Macedonian protests, when in May in 2015, protests started occurring in Skopje, in my country, against the incumbent Prime Minister Nikola Gurevsky and his government. Protests began following charges being brought up against Soran Zaev, the social democratic opposition leader, who responded by alleging that Gurevsky had 20,000 Macedonian officials and other figures wiretapped, and covered up the murder of a young man by a police officer in 2011. A protest with up to 20,000 attendees occurred on May 5th, seeing clashes between activists and police. Uh, It was mostly caused by not only for the clues of corruption and scandals involving ministries and majors and other persons, there was also um, evidence, according to Zoran Zaev, from the wiretapping that was done on all of the people. And it was also like police brutality was an extra like measure used to like further like incite anger and rage within the government. And the goal actually were basically to force Prime Minister Gruevsky and his cabinet to resign. Um, after these like um, leaks were basically brought to the public is when officially um, Gruevsky's trial and Gruevsky's main offense against the country occurred. The one thing they could definitely catch him for was ordering the purchase of a 600,000 euro Mercedes-Benz 600 um, by purchased for his own personal gain um, with government money. And for this, he was few later charged in several years to come. Um, basically, the, 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 after, this, after all of these allegations, the first set of protests. Um, in 2016 April, protests began in Republica in my country against the incumbent Prime President Georgi Ivanov and the government led by the interim Prime Minister Emil Dimitriev. It, this, this incident was basically referred to as the Colorful Revolution, or Sharana Revolucija in my language. The protests have started after, started after the controversial decision by President Georgi Ivanov to stop the investigation against former Prime Minister Nikola Gruevsky and dozens of politicians who were allegedly involved in a wiretapping scandal, the wiretapping scandal mentioned in the 2015 protests. The demonstrations were organized by, by protestiram, which means I protest, 
and supported by a coalition led by the Social Democratic Union of Macedonia and other opposition parties, also the newly formed Levitsa, or the left. Demanding that the government resign for the formation of a, in the formation of a technical government, and that the parliamentary elections planned for the 5th of June of the same year were cancelled on the grounds that the conditions for a free and transparent elections are not in place. The government and its supporters, who organized pro-government rallies, maintained that the elections on the 5th of June were the only solution to the political crisis, with some observers blaming the opposition for creating a Ukraine scenario in Macedonia. Quite all of this, they mostly happened only in Skopje, however, they also spread throughout different cities as well, such as Bitola, Strumica, Kumanovo, Prilep, Kochani, Stipen, Tetovo, all quite of some of the largest cities in my country. Um, basically, the goal of this, of all of this was basically to force President Ivanov and Prime Minister Dmitriev and his cabinet to resign, to step down, and as well as to form an expert government or national unity government to basically try to like um, balance out um, the corruption going on and for at least for them to like try to try with the new blank slate. The methods usually used for this protest were mostly protests and demonstrations. However, it also spread to internet activism and roadblock strikes. Um, basically, the results of this were basically the, um, the elections being postponed, um, initiated proceedings in parliament for the impeachment of him, um, and overturned abolition for dozens of politicians, continuing investigations against former Prime Minister Gurevsky and the other politicians from Vomarot Depomene. These investigations would get ahead in his trial in later on the following year. Um, also, a new transactional technical government four months before the elections was formed, and planned early parliament elections were planned on the 11th of December 2016. Um, after this, the following year happened basically the climax of the whole situation, after Gurevsky got sentenced to two years in prison for, for purchasing the car, and for his actions, and for his the things revealed during the wiretapping scandal. Um, Gruevsky failed to show up to his um, first day in prison, uh, sparking an almost continent-wide manhunt, where he was eventually found in Hungary, having escaped the country and having been seen the last time in a hotel room in Skopje the previous day, having escaped in the early hours of the morning, allegedly. Um, so. That sounds like a very interesting situation. And after that, after this happened, I suppose a new government was formed or some sort of new government uh, uh, happened. Um, can you talk a bit about how that happened? Um, yeah, the new government formed and honestly, it wasn't much better because mostly there are two main parties alternating between each other, both of them about approximately as equally power hungry. Um, um, fun fact, um, the government, um, if I'm correct, is still, in fact, using the vehicle Gurevsky purchased, which is just very reflective of my country's situation in and of itself. Um, aside from that, um, the government currently, there's a new one formed. Stevo Pentarovsky is the current president. He was, um, he was elected last year, or for the first time ever, there was also a female candidate. Who was arguably worse? Oh no, she had, sorry went so off track. She basically had this, um, one of her campaigns was basically um, hair salon. She was a kind, good, patient female hairstylist, while Stevo in her campaign was an arrogant, impatient, etc. hairstylist. Oh. I think that can give a great overview over how politics work in my country. This was aired on public television over the course of several months, meaning she did not regret this campaign at all.
Nice. So going back to Gurovsky and his side of thing, um, when he left the country and stuff like that, what was the public reaction to him just moving countries after he was such a high political figure? Um, the reaction was um, rather humorous looking back. However, at the time it was pretty scary. Everyone was quite scandalized and shocked over that happening due to him quite literally saying the year previous that the only way that he would step down in the previous protest, that the only way if he would, he would never step down because that would be a cowardly move. He would face all of the backlash head on. So it was quite interesting to see him flee the country. I can imagine. And due to this new political situation causing more turmoil in your country, um, how is the um, how is Macedonia progressing in EU and NATO membership? Is has this been influencing at all? Um, actually, Macedonia entered NATO this year. Oh, okay. Um, which was quite a surprise to us for a little bit. However, we are quite grateful. No changes directly have been made so far. However, we do have membership of NATO right now. However, for the ascensions of the EU. That is a longer-term process and a longer-term struggle, one could say. Um, it's going, however, um, after resolving um, the PRESPA agreement of several years ago, um, we are no longer have uh, Greece directly opposing to it. However, now, recently, um, Bulgaria has mentioned disputes surrounding culture and history, which could prove grounds for them saying no as well at the following like discussions. Wow, this sounds like a very, very complicated situation. Now, um, you've talked a lot about the vain overview, but how have you personally been involved? Have you seen the protests? Have you seen all this type of stuff? Um, could you just like, give a personal idea of uh, what's been going on? Uh, my closest experience to the 2015 and 2016 protests was in the 2015 when I was 13 years old. I was referring, re returning from a French class, an extracurricular, when the protests were occurring on one of the main boulevards. The people were very much um, up in arms and very passionate about the protests. So I think in the middle of the passion and all of the people got carried away, which led to one protester pushing me on the ground in the middle of the street. Which, honestly, not the worst thing to ever happen, however, just proves how protests sometimes progress. Yeah, that does sound like a serious situation, absolutely. And the fact that you got involved as well, wow, um, by mere chance. Um, so, yeah, apart from this, like, how is the political situation right now in, in Macedonia? How are people um, thinking about politics and how are people reacting to the current government? Um, in July, we held our, the 2020 elections. Um, they were basically early parliamentary elections held in my country on the 15th of July 2020. It was originally scheduled for November, actually. However, Prime Minister Zoranzaev called early elections after the European Council failed to come to an agreement on starting talks with Norma Macedonia on joining the European Union in October 20, 2019. The election date was actually set for the 12th of April at first for the early ones. However, then was soon changed to July due to the pandemic currently going on. The results of the election resulted in an extremely divided parliament with pro-EU Sisma-led coalition winning the plurality of votes and seats. The conservative and nationalist Vomorodepomenae-led coalition came as a close second, lagging behind only two seats and less than 1.5% of the vote. Um, the BDI and the Alliance for Albanians, both representing the Albanian minor minority, saw huge gains. 
the left, a socialist party, entered parliament for the first time with two seats, and the Democratic Party of Albanians lost one seat. Turnout was roughly around 15%, but that was mostly due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, in the aftermath, a coalition needed to be formed, as neither of the two largest parties held enough seats to form a majority of their own. And mathematically, any coalition will have to include at least one of the two largest Albanian minority parties. The BDI made its participation in the coalition contingent on the nominee for prime minister being an ethnic Albanian, which both the Sosama and Bamuro Depomene have refused. <laughs> As we can see, xenophobia is still quite present in the fabric of my country. The BDI also had increased tensions with both the Sosama and the Alliance for Albanians coalition prior to and during the election, accusing former of splitting the Albanian vote by allying with the Bisa movement and being accused by the latter of committing fraud. Perfect. Now, I just wanted to get a good understanding of what this new government is like. You mentioned the Prespa agreements previously. Um, could you explain what the current government's position is and all that stuff? Because I've heard stuff about the previous governments not agreeing with the, um, all the stuff. Also, at the same time, could you please explain what the Prespa agreement is for people who might not be as knowledgeable about um, politics mm. in this region? Um, the Prespa Agreement, at its very core, was basically an agreement um, made between Macedonia and Greece. Basically, um, Macedonia, with Macedonia agreeing to like finally change its name from the Republic of Macedonia to North Macedonia in every sphere. That was their demand, their main demand, considering like possible Macedonian ascension into the EU. The current government and the current party in charge was actually responsible for the Prespa Agreement. Like, the previous Prime Minister, um, Zoran Zaev, was actually the one who was moderating it and looking over it. Uh, however, in the meantime, the other party was still not very much for it. One key figure, former Prime Minister and current Hungarian citizen, <laughs> Nikola Gruevski, was distinctly against it. It was one of his main allegations against Zoran Zaev. Um, but nowadays, um, we're doing better with our relations with Greece considering Ascension has been closer than it has in a few decades, in decades. Okay, um, thank you so much for that explanation, it was very helpful. Um, and, and now with the pandemic going on uh, worldwide, uh, has this affected Macedonia and the political situation at all? Um, the political situation, yes, it has. COVID has taken quite a toll on Macedonia. Uh, at one point during the pandemic, during like the during the early stages of the pandemic, we were one of the worst affected in the Balkans. I think a few months ago, we were battling it out with Bosnia and Herzegovina for most cases per day. However, and it's also obvious, also has like um, influenced the politics of the country in some ways. However, not at all, due to the fact that the elections still took place in person, and obviously there was a boom in cases afterwards but people still thought it was very necessary to get in charge due to the pure discord of everything in the past several years. But yes, it's impacted a bit. However, it's not, it, it could be better. All right, sounds good. Um, thank you so much for coming into the studio today. Uh, we really appreciate you coming in and answering all the questions about Macedonia and politics. It was great being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We really hope you had a wonderful time. Hope to see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye. Bye.